0: Exciting discussion on the inaugural Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Report 2023, published in collaboration between eFinancial Careers and the C Suite, which is a leading diversity, equity, and inclusion consultancy. Despite existing diversity hiring programs, the financial services sector continues to face challenges in achieving. Some kind of true representation. For example, women make up 46% of the financial industry's workforce globally, but only 15.15% of executive positions, according to Mercer. In the US, Gartner reports that people of color account for just 11% of the corporate financial workforce. In the UK, a study of City London Corporation revealed that 89% of senior roles are occupied by individuals from higher socioeconomic backgrounds. Given all the challenges in financial services, I'm thrilled today to delve into the DEI report with Rainy Gill, the Vice President of Marketing at eFinancial Careers, a senior marketer with over 20 years experience within financial services and the consulting industry. Welcome, Rainy, and thank you for being with us to discuss the recruitment journey with diversity, equity, and inclusion embedded in every step of the way.
1: Thanks very much, Evie. Um, It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: Now let's dive into some of the essential strategies and and key business practices that are outlined in in this report. The first thing that really struck me was the fact that you say in the report that equity and inclusion is the secret source of diversity. What is the thinking uh, behind this? Can Can you explain it to us, please? Of course, that's a great question. Well, equity
1: is all about developing workplace policies, systems and practices that provide fair fair access to opportunity to as many individuals and as many groups as possible. But part of building equity is recognising that the playing field isn't level for all employees. Therefore, businesses need to have a structure and standardised practices, so they are both fair and accessible and mitigate any level of bias. Doing this also allows organisations to make more stronger and more effective decisions. Whereas inclusion means actively engaging, empowering and valuing all people. It requires us to also consider things like psychological safety, respect for different lived experiences, and the ability for people to share their authentic selves at work. It's really important that DEI isn't the focus only on representation, and that's why equity and inclusion are the secret source to making a more diverse working environment.
0: Wow, it sounds really a very holistic um, approach and and to me complicated at an organizational level, but I hope to to learn from the best practices that um, we we want to highlight in this discussion and and share with our audience. Let's start by looking at general best practices that you suggest uh, when sourcing talent. I'm I'm very interested in this area uh, because I'm thinking, you know, in fintech, we are always excited and talking about going fast and breaking things, that type of culture. So how does that sort of contradict or align with uh, objectives of diversity, equity and inclusion when sourcing uh, talent?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating question. Uh, Building an internationally inclusive talent sourcing strategy is a critical part of any business effort to improve representation at that organisation. But before they can do this, they need to understand their current strengths and weaknesses of their sourcing practices. They need to question the need for extreme speed. Business need to prioritise an equitable and inclusive sourcing process over unnecessary speed. One job post needs enough time to reach different audiences. I know that's much easier said than done in a fast-paced industry like financial services, where hiring managers often put pressure on recruitment teams to shortlist people as quickly as possible. As a recruiter in that position, it's important to emphasise the benefits of lengthening the sourcing process while still keeping it efficient. It will buy the company time to find a better and more diverse group of candidates. It also disrupts similarity bias by encouraging managers to pause before hiring candidates with whom they share identities or who resemble prior colleagues in their position. Mm. It is possible to coach hiring managers and leaders about balancing the short term objective of quickly filling a seat versus the longer term goal, of building a more diverse team. And one tip I can give is reprioritizing the team's less critical work of hiring temporary or hiring temporary support while you search for a pool of diverse candidates.
0: Interesting, very interesting. Uh, If we we go to the next step uh, of the recruitment process, does the report present any evidence of changing uh, practices or if you want myth-busting, Uh, uh, during the recruitment process?
1: Yes, there there is plenty of evidence. Um, There is a plethora of DEI partners, businesses work with in the US just alone. Um, To give you a few examples, there's the National Black MBA Association, the Forte Foundation, focused on empowering women in the workplace. And in the UK, e-financial careers, so the business I work with, Partners, with, partners with, with the Saturn Trust, a charity that improves social mobility and addresses educational disadvantage. There are other groups to include Black Business Association and Asian Business Association. Both parts that belong to the London Chamber of Commerce and also in Asia, there is the Women in Finance Asia, which several major financial institutions partner with. And also, financial institutions are increasingly making their own sourcing programmes more inclusive. There's still a lot of work to be done, but the work begins at both university and purpose level. Source selection is important, considering the demographics of universities they recruit for. Many of them now publish their gender, ethnicity and other demographics on their websites. In the US, In particular, you can consider hiring from historically black colleges and universities and also Hispanic-serving institutions. The general trend is that firms are expanding their list of target schools or even abandoning having target schools in order to recruit from a wider group of people. Also, another point is companies are are reforming their referral schemes. If they're not careful, referral schemes can negatively impact diversity efforts. Referrers typic, typically compromise with people in our close networks, and many of us mainly know people who are similar to us in identity and lived experiences. So if your organisation is already overrepresented in certain identities, Referrals can often feed the company more of the same.
0: Very good point. Um, I I would have never thought of this.
1: Yeah, for sure. And actually, referral candidates also aren't evaluated as vigorously as those from other hiring channels.
0: Rainey, how important are uh, job descriptions? How have they changed for companies that really want to uh, convey the message to the candidates that they are focused on uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion?
1: Yeah, great question, and, and they are changing. Job descriptions are changing because they're being seen as part of the broader marketing outreach. It's another way to communicate an employer brand to potential applicants and to reach a diverse group of people. What businesses have to highlight in job descriptions is their use of language and words and what type of communication they're trying to deliver. You know, they need to ask these questions first to help inform what they want to highlight. Who are they trying to attract and why? What other career opportunities might your candidates be considering? What companies? And or industries are they competing with, and what do candidates what candidates want, especially regarding flexible working and wellbeing practices?
0: Interesting. and in how is this also different? The uh, the practices and the changes in the interviewing and the offer process. Is it also shifting in that sort of final part? of the recruitment process? It is, there's there's still, again, lots of opportunity to
1: improve, but there are some recommendations I can certainly give, which is, you know, as part of the interview process, diversify your interview panels. Panel interviews are common in financial services sector, as are multiple interview rounds. Businesses should select a diverse group of people as possible to be part of their panels. And, and this will help make hiring decisions. They should also ensure that everyone in an interviewing team has done bias training and if, and if possible, appoint a member of the interview team to keep the team accountable for upholding inclusive interviewing and assessment practices. Also, asking standardized, standardized questions Is really important. It's something that I certainly do when I recruit. By doing this, we standardise interviews. We're asking the same questions or set of questions for each candidate. And it's a fact that standardised interviews are 50% more effective than unstructured ones, particularly paired with behavioural questions and probing techniques. This approach allows for a more effective comparison of candidates' skills, ability, and potential contributions. Using a consistent set of questions that all relate to must have skills and outcomes needed for the position. Bias is reduced because you're not introducing your own personal biasness into the interview selection process. And actually it makes assessment assessment far more consistent and enables those within the panel to create a scorecard assessing candidates on the same rating scale and only job related criteria. Other sentiments and questions do typically creep into the evaluation process. So the scorecards cards themselves help mitigate some of these by compelling you to focus only on the skills needed to succeed in the role.
0: Extremely interesting. I mean, I haven't gone through the interview process for a very long time and it definitely seems that there are clear best practices uh, dealing, especially with the unconscious and creeping uh, issues around biases and and, uh, evaluation procedures that you already mentioned. Rainy, before closing, I wanted to ask you, what are the main highlights you want to leave us with uh, in in making hiring more inclusive?
1: Yeah, thank you. Companies are often focused on end goal, improving representation. But equity and inclusion must be embedded as part of the full hiring process to ensure it's authentic and, of course, sustainable. Employer branding is also critical to the recruitment process. Many candidates will will review an organisations' DEI efforts before even deciding whether to apply or not. It's important to focus on a role's must have skills to broaden your candidate pool at both the job description and interview selection stages. I remind employees to consider representation when they submit candidates. While the practices I've highlighted, I have highlighted are crucial to improving diversity, there are also more efficient processes overall to think about too.
0: Rainey thank you so much you you made it very clear that uh, of course intention matters but there is structure uh, and authenticity and best practices to make this long entire process really um, bake in. Uh, the intention of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and especially in in financial services that is a a fast-paced and high-pressure sector and is prone to dealing with the hiring process in a very unstructured way. Thank you very much for your insights. Thanks very
1: much for your time.